This is Nerd Podcast Radio, brought to you by our patrons at patreon.com slash nerdpodcastradio. Check out and support us on Patreon for tons of content, including a bonus episode for each episode. If you'd like to reach out to us, the best way to do that is our Nerd Podcast Radio Facebook page, where we share all sorts of nerdy stuff. You can also find us on Instagram, at Nerd Podcast Radio, and on Twitter, at Nerdcast Radio. Don't forget to review us on iTunes or whatever podcast provider you use. Reviews are important as they help our podcast grow. Thanks for listening, everyone. Enjoy the show. Welcome to Nerd Podcast Radio, your nerd home away from home. Welcome to Nerd Podcast Radio, introducing the amazing and spectacular Super Vegan Brian. Thank you so much, French Google, for the introduction. <laughs> that was fantastic. <laughs> wow, well done. This is, in fact, Super Vegan Brian, and I am joined by Hindu Anthony. What's that, Buttercup? David the... About the third. Hey, everybody. And we have a accoladed and praised guest this morning. And that was the thing that I forgot to do before we recorded, was ask how you wanted to be introduced. So why don't you just introduce yourself? Uh, hi, I am John Kennedy. I am a tabletop game designer and developer. I've worked on Star Trek Adventures, Stargate 5th Edition, uh, Infinity, World of Darkness. I've uh, been doing this for about 18 years. So great to be on the show. You you were a you were a Mike Myler recommendation. Ooh. Which usually is tied up in egregious self-promotion. So <laughs> I I wanna know. Um, what did, what did Mike send you here to, to talk about before we get into topic? Because you know, he did. <laughs> <laughs> what makes you think I am here, me, a professional, I am here to talk about any kind of upcoming Kickstarters on March 15th on state terrorism. <laughs> Why would you assume I only came on your show so that your viewers, the handsome and beautiful viewers you have are probably going to wonder what's happening March 15th on kickstarter.com where you could Google staged heroism and find out about this incredible game. Cause oh, that, is that the incredible that's written on the writer that got given to us about uh... <laughs> yeah, a staged heroism. That's that incredible game that's coming out on Kickstarter. When on, on what date? March 15th. Is that a Tuesday? <laughs> March 15th, Tuesday, March 15th on Kickstarter, kickstarter.com. Correct. Yeah. So he gets wow. that website right, but he can't remember our own Patreon address. <laughs> you know, I think I heard about this. March 15th. Yeah, I think I heard about this. Okay, good. Don't forget to check it out, guys. Uh, Stage terrorism, right? Beware of the yeah. ends of March. Uh, <laughs> yeah, and, and I think it's like some kind of game. Wait, why am I saying like I think? I wrote it. Uh, <laughs> no, um, yeah, no. Uh, uh, obviously, I wanted to be here because the show sounds really awesome, uh, especially when Mike told me about it. But uh no, uh, it's a game where it's our tribute to Venture Brothers. It's a, the, a game of glorious failure where you can play pretty much anything. And um, it's just in this exciting world we've come up with. It's got Mike's mechanics. It's got my writing. Um, and uh, it's just it's, it's a fun game. And 
we are so big a fanboys of Venture Brothers that we really ooh really me to too. Our, what was that? I said ooh me too. B three. Yeah, and we wanted it's to make right our on. own little tribute to it, and um, uh, so that's how Stage Sharerism came about. Where during the pandemic we had a lot of downtime, so we spent that downtime not curing cancer, um, not solving the crisis in the Middle East, but we did something more noble, which is making jokes about a guy in a suit of peacock-themed power armor called Cybercock, and he is the hero here. <laughs> oh my Stay god, I love it. <laughs> I mean, I totally didn't like make nine or ten Venture Brothers characters in Pathfinder First Edition. No, no, never. What are you Cyber talking about? So, so I, I remember you saying, John, that you you've done like World of Darkness stuff. I actually used to do Vampire the Masquerade LARP. Really cool. Yep. Uh, go Bruja, wow. which you know. No oh, fucking Brujas. Uh, when I did Masquerade, I played as a um, Setite, and then when I did um. When I did uh, not masquerade, but the other one, um, Requiem. Yeah, Requiem. I was uh, Deva. I mean, if you're not a venture, you're doing it wrong. Someone's posh. Of course. Come on. <laughs> <laughs> so, super vegan Brian, what's up, bud? What are we doing next? Um. Well, in this episode, achieved. <laughs> we are going to be talking about what do nerds eat. I've been wanting to do a food episode for six years. <laughs> so we're gonna do a food episode. And we 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 um we schedule it immediately after David lost like a million pounds. <laughs> <laughs> right. I just found out today I lost twenty five pounds. I was yeah, at two forty five and now I'm down to two twenty. Wow, I haven't weighed that since I was like middle school. And I I, I feel weird because I've lost like a pound and a half in a week. So Dude, high five. Uh, That's pretty good though. That's pretty good, though. Like a pound a week is pretty good. Baby I'm sucks. down uh, since I started. I am down uh, seven pounds, which I started um, six weeks ago. Nice. And, you know, I'm working on it, I'm, and I'm taking it seriously. But it's it's rough. It's One day really at a time, rough. man. One day at a time. Yeah. So I guess I should be Erica this week. So Super Vegan Brian, before we get to that, let's play everyone's favorite nerdy game. <laughs> I mean, I was gonna do that, but sure, go for it. You already started, Anthony. You might as well. Yeah, I'll do it. We're going to play What's Nerdy With You using Mike Myler's patented widget system. That's all I remember. <laughs> here, here. We will, we will show you how a pro does it. You know, we're going to talk about food today, but first... But first, we're going to play everybody's favorite game, What's Nerdy With You, where we talk about the nerdy things we've done over the past couple of weeks, and then we vote on them using Mike Myler's patented widget system. Otherwise known... As never invite a game designer on your podcast because he will change your little icebreaker game into a time suck. <laughs> but I will say it is probably a very elegantly designed time suck. It, oh, you will see. Well, between the negative <laughs> widgets and the ninja widgets and the new, uh, the new uh, gorilla widget. Oh, are you just making that up now? No, he walks in, waves a flag, and throws a Molotov cocktail. Or oh. <laughs> um, <laughs> as our guest, John, you get to go first. So what's been nerdy with you in the last couple of weeks? Oh, man, last couple of weeks, nerdy. Ner what's been nerdy with me? Uh, one, uh, started playing uh, Cyberpunk because I'm incredibly late to the party. But the nice thing is I get to play the fully patched version of Cyberpunk. Yeah, you get to play uh, the good version. Yeah, and it's phenomenal. I really, I really, really like the game. Um, I've, I've loved the role playing game since I was uh, just out of college. Um, but no, it's it's a really fun video game. 
And then uh, other nerdy things, um, I've gotten to play miniature games again. I've been Yay. playing the uh, Song and Ice and Fire miniature game. Nice. I've heard that's really good. It is. It's a lot of fun. It's actually, it's weird to say it's really simple because, mm. you know, it's a miniature game, so there's like complexity to it. But uh, what company makes it, you know? Uh, cool Mini or not. Oh, okay, cool. Because I played a lot of the uh, Games Workshop Lord of the Rings. That was mm-hmm. a lot of fun. I've played 40K. I play uh, 15mm historicals. I do all kinds of fun stuff. Sometimes funny. alternate reality historical. Oh, yeah. Always fun. It's funny whenever you explain stuff like that to people. And it's kind of like, yeah, do you play 40K or War Machine? What dead game have you been playing lately? And then <laughs> you find the truly nerdy gamers when they go, dead game? Oh, I've been playing Mordheim, but recently I've gotten back into Warmaster because, you know, I found this company that 3D prints the minis. And it's like, ah, my people, like I well, said, could be off somewhere carrying a disease. We're playing Warmaster. Yeah. Or, uh, you know, playing old school Battletech on the original hex grids with, with 3D printed minis. You know, I've actually done oh, Jesus, that. Jesus, dude. Yeah. So much fun. Fuck, man. <laughs> My dad had those had those like characters. What was the one where um the 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 models were on the like little plastic things and you could like click the? Um, oh, those are called hero the, clicks. They're no 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 no. This was way before hero clicks. Way before hero clicks. They were all okay. like robot. They were all like mechs, and you would like turn the plastic thing to like show uh, the numbers as they like degraded down. I don't know, but that sounds like whatever became hero clicks. Yeah, it Probably. Like- <laughs> I'm sure it was WizKids and just whatever game they had before they became Heroclix. <laughs> yeah. Um, what do you like about Cyberpunk? I haven't played it. Honestly, uh, I know this is going to sound really, really silly, but lately, which is everything that's been going on in the world, and I mean like everything, sometimes it's just really nice to play a video game where I could just be the cool-looking guy in a trench coat. <laughs> yes, I'm aware it's a cliche. Uh, who just goes out and simultaneously stops crime and causes crime like i it's nice to play the petty person for a change and I, just be I, like no oh. I, I believe the correct verb is just doing crime either stopping or <laughs> or uh, or causing so yeah. i'm gonna ask i'm gonna ask the question probably everybody's wondering how big is your character's dick <laughs> <laughs> you can do that yes, yes you can you, there's a the dick customization fighter. was total ah uh, I don't know. I mean, you know, it, it didn't really occur to me because when I was making the character, but I'm just going to go with uh, uh, someone else who totally hit random. Okay. Hey, it's a fantasy game. Fantasy size. I'll leave of it. Course. Yeah. I am not interested yeah. in that game now that I know that. It just bothers me. Oh. I didn't actually make a cool guy with a machine gun and it's sort of like, oh, you can adjust the size of your dick. It's like, but I want the machine gun. <laughs> well, you can turn it off. Like, you, you don't have to have the, the the option. There's an option to click through where it's like uh, where you just click off the nudity. So yeah, there's the want... NSFW uh, filter. You could do How that, but I don't want it. Oh, the podcast has officially died. Someone said, How big is your character's dick? <laughs> <laughs> of course. It was I thought me. that's why we invited Anthony. Uh, <laughs> I, I, I do have a question, though. David, what was nerdy with you? Oh, well. Um, well, let's see. Uh, on Saturday, I went to, speaking of miniatures gaming, I went to uh, my friend's house and we fought a 15-millimeter uh, millimeter, uh, uh, World War II battle with uh, using a rule set called Gerpanzerfaust, which was a homebrew rule set made by a friend of mine, which has been published 
and we were fight. It's we're doing a long uh, campaign of the the landings at Normandy, and we're on day three. So the British ex- the British forces were fighting a push inland, being stopped by the the Germans that were there to stop them, and we fought one of the smaller battles that were taking place on like a seven battlefield wide battle mat that was going on. Oh wow. That's yeah, there's there's cool. seven different groups of us all over the world that play one specific part of that day's that day's uh, campaign, and then we all re- we all report losses and what happened what happened and everything, and it all gets tallied on, and then the next day stuff goes on historically. It was it was interesting. Uh, the British were supposed to win, and the Germans beat them sounded soundly. <laughs> well, uh, one that's awful. I mean, the Germans should not win at D Day, but two. Well, uh, I'd like to play. Oh, it's a lot of fun. I love it. Um, the World War II at that time, the German armor superiority was so much that had they had any actual leadership at the time with their panzer battalions, it would have been a much different story. The German armor was so much more effective than the American uh, than the American Shermans that they were putting up just in sheer game numbers alone. It, uh, it would take three or four hits from Shermans to get one German kill, and the Germans would kill three or four tanks with one with one easily <laughs> no as a history major actually that's pretty accurate yeah. did germany ever lose that game <laughs> uh yeah 1945 <laughs> no i mean the game yeah all the time it's it's a dice game man you oh okay fucked halfway from sunday after that that was the problem the guy the, the guys playing the british couldn't roll to save their lives <laughs> oh now hit so none oh, of their man. shots were hitting and i was rolling average and above average and i was just obliterating them oh <laughs> nazis win again damn anthony what was nerdy with you um mine is also gaming related so some of, you, some of you may not realize this but um elden ring came out last week mm-hmm. and i've been playing that so much i think i think i'm close to having 60 hours in damn i haven't yeah. heard of it can you tell us about it have you legitimately not heard of elden ring Mm-mm. go ahead Holy anthony shit. okay it's the new from software game for those of you that don't know from software is the company behind um dark souls demon souls um bloodborne and there's another one i can't remember what it was called at this moment um but basically from software games they make games that are about you playing as some kind of like a warrior thing whether you use sword and shield or like spears or magic or whatever and you're trying to fight these very 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 deadly enemies and bosses and the idea is you die and you die and you die and you die over and over like over a hundred times until you finally win and then yay now do it with the next boss it's a game that uh it's very 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 true to life and very difficult one or two hits and you die from just about anything yeah, like you're just you're just slamming your head against the wall till either you break or the wall breaks. Yeah, Dark Souls is famous for it, and from my under- I haven't played the game, but I know people that have, and from my understanding, it is just as difficult. But it is an MMO where you can play solo, you can team up with people, you can yeah, kind of, yeah, you can team up with people. It, it, it's interesting, but what yeah. makes what sets apart Elden Ring from all the other ones is this one's an open world game. Yeah. So, also, yeah. Uh, I also heard George R. R. Martin had a hand in the story. He did. Yep. Yeah. So most Dark Souls game are they, there's a linear path. Um, now there are regions where you can like train up and like gain XP, but uh, there is a linear path. You cannot like you can't 
get more powerful than like the the linear story has you at um in this game it's open world so there is a lot of exploring now what's really interesting about this is for those of you out there who probably know about open world games a lot of open world games are kind of filled with a lot of the same garbage climb this tower go clear out this bandit camp blah 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 not from software they put each area in in the game is very it's meticulously placed it's very specific they're very careful about what kind of enemies are there each little area they go to has like its own little story that like unfolds and it's just it's amazing exploring is so fun so like the other day i was going around and i saw this little i saw this like lady she was kind of crying and i was like what's up and she's like my dad sent me away we were at our castle but like the 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 people took over and they rise up against us so he sent us away so you go to the castle to figure out what happened all the people who rose up are like now evil goblin harpies and you have to kill them you get up to the top and the dad's like hey you have to go kill this this guy and get his sword it's i've been here to protect the sword blah blah blah. you go kill the boss you get the sword you come back right so you and the dad go back cool he leaves you go back to the girl she's fucking dead she got killed while while like she was left alone and he's like depressed and he's like i will hunt down all the people that killed her i was like oh shit everything about the game is super depressing it's very depressing sounds like quite the selling point it's an extremely grim dark game yeah, I don't know if I'm in the right headspace for, for for dead children in my games. But. Yeah, they 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 all of the that version, well, all of that frame of game are very grim, dark. Well, she's not a child; she's 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 an adult woman. But yeah, because <laughs> that makes um, it better. Yeah, that makes it so much better. It's very good. It's very very good. If you can handle the smacking your head against the wall, it's worth it. All right, Brian, what's nerdy with you, my man? Oh. To give you an idea of why I've never heard of it is, I buy games a few years after they've been out. I've been playing Darkest Dungeon. <laughs> That's a good one. And I've been ignoring anything about the sequel, because I'll figure once the sequel has actually gone gold and has been out for a few years, I'll play that. <gasps> um, the nerdiest thing I've done is um, I went to a building in Portland that had a bouncer and a line that took a half hour to get in and it was an aquarium supply store we went to okay an epic aquarium supply store that's so popular that say, they have like a line going around the block i asked that question apparently it's just the aquarium hobby is common enough that if the store is really really good people will line up around the block and the store has a policy that only 10 customers are allowed in at a time because they treat it like a showroom and when you go in you have to sign your name down and then they assign you a person oh, and then wow. that person walks around with you the whole time it's the you're hard there. sale yeah so i mean once we got i mean we we stood out there for 30 minutes and then we went in and miles helped us and told us everything there was to know about um substrate and live plants and a freshwater fish tank and was it what worth we the wait to buy? Yeah, yeah. He even helped us take the stuff out to the car. It well, was that's the important part, then. Yeah. That's pretty cool. That's pretty cool. Yeah. So I we... gotta say, I did not expect that to be the nerdiest thing here, or that uh, <laughs> that one. Right. I went to an aquarium store. <laughs> it sounds cool. It, I mean, I wish it, I had an aquarium. I, I will plug. Kidding. I will plug the store. The name of the store is called the Wet Spot, mm -hmm. and I mean, it's the rest of us are just nerds played games. 
And on. it's called the wet spot. The wet spot. And Portland has enough strip clubs already. I'm surprised the name wasn't already taken. Oh, Portland. Still loving it. Um, but it was it was pretty good. It was weird waiting outside for 30 minutes. Um, Especially and, trying yeah. to get into a place called the wet spot. I mean... <laughs> I, you know, yeah, that's how I should have introduced it. We we went to the wet spot and we had to wait in line for thirty minutes before the bouncer could let us in. <laughs> I think that would have made it more clickbaity and more fun. Um, we're we're doing live plants. I mean, I can't tell you like what the names of the plants are, <sighs> uh, but I can tell you the plan is to do um, two honey grummy, uh, a bunch of neat, um, not neon tetras, um, amber tetras. And a clown pleco. I have no idea what any of those are. Um, so yeah, yep, those are just magical. Grammys are medium-sized fish, tetras are tiny fish, and pleco are like the catfish-looking things that clean the bottom of the tank. Well, those sound like names of things that I assume are fish. I like your funny words, magic man. Um, <laughs> Heather and I have been living in aquarium land. She does nothing but watch aquarium videos in preparation for this. I carry buckets to the fish tank. <laughs> And then the next day, I went out and bought a pond pump to pump water into the fish tank. You didn't get the pond pump from the wet spot? Um, no, they have a different kind of pump there. Ah, well. <laughs> <laughs> hey, that's my joke. <laughs> I love how John's just shaking his head. <laughs> so many things I could say, but I'm glad we're circling back to them anyways. But yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Uh, there's a car alarm going off. Can you guys hear it? Oh, it stopped. Good. Nope. No, I hear nothing. Oh, I'm glad. It's probably going to show up on the recording, nope. though. So nope. I, I heard um, it. So um, I, I I say we we do this. Let's do voting. But David, you're going to go around the room and get the votes because I'm going to mute just in case this shows up on the recording. Fine. I'll do your job, Brian. Okay, so uh, Mike Myler's patented widget system uh, states, uh, per the rules, which I have right in front of me here, there are several pages of them. Um, <laughs> sorry, watching Brian shake his head while I talk um, and play with the, play with the, the cat in his lap. Uh, where was I? Oh, yes. Uh, Mike Myler's uh, widget system. Uh, we get a number of widgets equal to the number of people plus one. We can then distribute them any way we want. And uh, the winner gets the most. Uh, whoever wins will actually receive the widgets. They'll arrive in six to nine weeks, depending on how kind your postman is. They will come in dehydrated form. You can just soak them in water if you need to use them. Oh, that's new. Well, we the dehydration was a side effect of going in the de in the decontamination tank after oh. you know they were saturated with so much radiation. That's what happened to those. Okay. The car alarm has stopped. Uh, but you can go on, David. <laughs> I'm pretty much done. Uh, widgets. John, you went first, so you get uh, five widgets, and uh, please distribute them as you will. I give these widgets to anybody? Yeah, including you yourself. give them to yourself. You know what? We, we will I'm, label you a terrible person if you do so, but that's just part of life. I don't know. I'm a team player, so I'm going to make sure we each get one. Oh, that is uh, so diplomatic of you. And then I guess now is when I have to figure out which one of you, the people I've just met, is my favorite. And <laughs> I'm going to have to go with it's Anthony because hey. I think his avatar looks really cool. Yeah, Braun. Um, All right. I went next. So yeah. now it's my turn. Uh, I am going to give 
Anthony three and John two because playing games is awesome. And I know how busy Anthony's schedule is. So getting to spend 60 hours on a video game, dude, (laughs) you are like not sleeping, are you? Uh, Sleep has taken a hit. Yeah. Yeah. That's what I figured. Okay. (laughs) Uh, Your turn, Anthony. You get five. Um, Okay. I will give two to John because I mean, those games sound so fun. And then I'll give two to David because Oh. oh man, those games are really cool too. I love your guys' games. And then I wish I had another one because I want to give two to Brian, but I'll give one to Brian. Brian's muted. You can give a negative widget to John or David instead of giving me one. No. I'll give myself a negative widget. There All right. we go. Why would you do that, man? Because I'm in a I, good I hope you're movie. writing these down because I know the negative widget for the, the, the negative widget for the episode has been used. No one else can use the negative widget. Damn. <laughs> um <laughs> Hey, David, I wasn't keeping track. Who's next? You haven't been writing these down at all? Because I haven't either. I've been counting. Okay, I just good. haven't been keeping track of who's next. Well, it's it's Brian, your turn. So. Oh, okay. Um, I'm going to give all five widgets to David. Oh, wow. Thank you. Um, oh, I didn't realize that made you win. Oh, hey. I've been <laughs> in a while. Hot damn. Um, I, I, I am fully convinced that you are probably the nerdiest member of the podcast. <laughs> because um, of yeah, my extension knowledge, my, my extensive useless trivia about World War II and the Civil War. <laughs> no, just all the things you do. You are you, and, yeah, you're yeah. probably the nerdiest. Well, you, I know, I think same, you have the same problem I have, and that you do so many nerdy things yeah. that when asked what the nerdiest is, you're like, "Well, I'm just going to recount my days." Pretty much, and it's like what say, I do last weekend. No yeah. Right. <laughs> no, I think like, the nerdiest guest is Anna. Anna oh just yeah! Wins anytime she Anna, shows up. Yeah, that's what she does. Yeah, Man, we have that a guest fun. named Anna Meyer, who's a fantasy cartographer who does work with all sorts of game companies, and she's she's an uber nerd. Yeah. <laughs> um. So, um, David, you won. The widgets will arrive. Well, Ooh. they're already there. I know. They're I'm the one that ships them out. So, I'm the one that ships them out. So I'll just uh, I'll save us the postage. So, John, 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 I would like to talk to you about, um, well, let's talk about food. And I'm going to sideswipe you with a question that's not on the sample question list because it just popped into my head and it's relevant. Soylent Green is people. Do you have any dietary restrictions? I actually do. I uh, I am lactose intolerant, uh, which sucks because I wasn't always. And I love cheese and milk. Uh, but I grew into it and, um, it's not just like, you know, gross stuff happens if I eat a cheeseburger, it's pain and other awkward things. And it's like, so I got older, I had to get rid of it. Uh, I, I got some tips cause my wife was lactose intolerant. Parmesan cheese is your friend and baby bells. Really? Yeah. Kind of want to try baby, but I used to love yeah. baby. Oh, because it's processed so much, maybe? Very, or? very low in lactose. Well, all Gouda is very, very low in lactose. I did not know that. I, I have to let the cat out of the, <laughs> the, cat out of the office. Um, um, so, I mean, that was a quick one, but John, why don't you ask David a question? I'm going to go let the cat out so she doesn't scratch and claim. That is Momo, the mascot of the podcast. Hey, I will be Momo. right back. I, I love Momo. He's, so. he's uh, out of here. Let's party. Yeah, do I do I have to use any of the questions on the list? Uh, whatever, you know. man. However you want to do it, dealer's choice at this point. I am going for the most controversial one because that's okay. how I want to roll. And I'm going to ask you a question that will literally make people love you or hate you. Okay. Is a hot dog a sandwich? 
Oh man. <laughs> you gotta hit me with the hard ones. It's right there. <laughs> uh I honestly haven't spent too much uh too much thought on this thought experiment and thought uh thought uh e- example, but uh just off the top of my head, shooting from the hip, I would have to say yes, a hot dog is a sandwich. It is a piece of meat with condiments between bread. It's not fully between bread, though. The bread can is be. still one loaf. What what about the buns that split in half? That that ha- seems like an accident. Like happen, happens to be all the time. <laughs> then buy better quality hot dog buns. Uh, that uh, the qual the, the the quality of the amount of money I paid for my hot dog buns is not in question here. <laughs> 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 what I end up with. Is meat with condiment between two pieces of bread, aka sandwich. <laughs> See, Brian's gonna come back. He's gonna be like, I wanted to ask the hot dog question. He still can. <laughs> what what is what is pretend we don't know what, what it just exactly. Happened. I don't know what he's a talking completely about. Completely different answer. I don't know what you're talking about. I don't know. Uh, just to me, you know, uh, I would argue that it is its own form of food, which is called really? um delicious. Okay. And delicious is there something food. to be said for that? But if you follow that 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 logic of thought, then then bratwurst, then what would what would a bratwurst be? What would a uh, what would anything else you eat on a bun be? Delicious. Fair. You make a valid point, sir. I concede. <laughs> All right, right, good Brian. question. Good question. Good question. Uh, my turn, Anthony. What's up, bro? I am gonna ask you what do you what in your opinion makes a good cook? A good cook? Yeah. Um, I would probably say a person, a, a, a good cook, like somebody who's like actually like really good. And I, and I don't, and I mean this beyond just like they can cook really well, but I mean like a person who is like a really decent cook is someone who knows their, um, their guests, whether those guests are like people coming into a restaurant or whether it's like your family members knows them, knows what they want, knows what they like and tries their best to deliver the, the, to deliver what they, what the person that they are um, serving food to would want. So you might not even be like a particularly like skillful cook, but if you're doing your best to make a dish for people that you love um, and you're doing it to please them and to make them happy and to just like, as like a gift, I think that makes you a good cook, no matter how poor your skills are. Okay. Definitely something to be said for that. I think it is a good quality of a good cook, but I think having some knowledge helps too. Well, yeah, but like the not, but like here's the thing about cooking, okay? And and I and I learned this because I remember when I was first like trying to learn how to cook, and I learned a, a very quick and easy lesson. If you just look up how to cook something and you just follow other people's directions, you can make really good stuff with very little knowledge. Yeah, Julia Child figured that out in the seventies. So, so it requires it requires good intentions and literacy. <laughs> so so I think so I think a more important thing would be to 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 like put a lot of care and love into what you're making and then the knowledge can just be googled. <laughs> you know, actually that's really good point. Like so I've been an okay cook for almost all of my adult life. In college, a bad cook. Where in college it was Easy Mac and ramen and Hell yeah. I learned Why how to you- grill because I liked grilling and it was easy for me. Um, but I, while grilling it requires some finesse at times, grilling's really straightforward. And in the last uh, 15 years, I've slowly had to learn how to cook, you know, not just for myself, but for my family. And I would say that I can make certain things okay to good. 
Um, I am not a fantastic cook and I try and I make things that are not just edible, but you know, people are like, Oh, that's a really good chicken you made. I lack the ability to substitute ingredients. Um, I just don't have that flair. I have friends who are like, Oh, I substituted parsnips in here for oregano. Tell me what you think. And my brain short circuits and go, but the recipe called for this. Why would you? Oh, I'm sorry. Um, speaking of like substitution, since, since you're like, um, you have your dairy problems. If you ever want a good cheese substitution for like a sandwich, avocados are a great cheese substitution. I like avocados because you know, they're really easy and you, they're, they're surprisingly, you can put them into anything and they'll make it better. They're probably um, a little harder to find out there though. Yeah. No. I, I mean, they're imported everywhere, right? I know, but they're also probably really expensive out there. There's no three for nothing. Oh, There's yeah. no three for a buck like they get out here. Oh, we don't have that here either, David. <laughs> Southern come, California. Come back to Southern California, jackass. <laughs> <laughs> you know, I like I just don't have that 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 ability to substitute ingredients where my mm. brain it looks at the recipe and it goes, Okay, this is step by step. If I follow this recipe, I get a good meal. And I'm I'm envious of all those cooks who could literally be like yeah, yeah, so I didn't have all the ingredients, but look, I made this completely original recipe that you will never know how to make. And I'm like, hmm. well, McDonald's is around the corner. Yeah, it's it's like comedy. I mean, there's improv is great, but not everybody's good at improv. So people need to go by the numbers. Exactly. Um, so I guess it's my turn to ask a question. Indeed it um, is. Super Vegan Brian. Your name is Super Vegan Brian. Oh, that's episode the question is call me out. The question yes, is, is, Brian, are you a vegan? No. <laughs> <laughs> I was when I started the podcast, and then I got married to somebody who a doctor told her she should start eating fish because she was a vegan too for the same amount of time as I was, but she was told that the diet was hurting her because she has an immuno thing that makes it, you know, it's a thyroid thing, and it, yeah, it's a whole thing. So she... The doctor said, can you start eating chicken? And she said, no. And said, well, what about fish? And she said, I guess I could do that. And I said, I'll start eating fish again. <laughs> um, so the super stands for superfluous. <laughs> See, I should retake. I should take the title because I've actually been going back to my vegan diet. I've been eating vegan pretty, 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 pretty decently lately. See, yeah. John, we've been here for 20 minutes and they've both called themselves out. Neither <laughs> one of us had to say a single thing about it. It was, it was awesome. super vegan. The reason why Mikey gave me that nickname. So Mikey was our other host who, who is here on occasion now, but used to be a regular. Um, Mikey called me super vegan because at the time he knew that I was doing a very extreme dietary lifestyle. And it was, it was vegan, but that. also no alcohol. And no caffeine and whole grain only and no added sugar. And, well, the gluten-free wasn't part of it. The gluten-free was just because I have celiac disease. My point is gluten-free vegan is hard. I did it for six months. It's fucking hard. I did it for six years. So, yeah, I, I mean, I was pretty committed to it. But um, then, um, I mean, we started eating fish again, and then um, I got on Weight Watchers. I've been on Weight Watchers since 2019, and I started eating cheese and um, alcohol again. But um, So how do you eat your alcohol? In cake. Ah, <laughs> oh, that'll do it. Yeah. You know what's uh, funny, Brian? No. 
I'll tell you. Um, so, so your, so your wife had to go back to eating meat because of health reasons, and I'm basically the opposite. I can never go back to eating meat because of health reasons because of the gout. You just gotta stay away from the organ meats, my man. Nope, any meat, like literally all meats. I've I've tried it before. I've had a couple, like I've had like some chicken sandwiches a couple times. Nope, still gave me gout problems. You got you got an issue with processing uric acid. So yeah, if you if, if you if you are prone to chronic gout, you definitely do not want to eat any meat. Um, can you handle tofu? Because I heard that you can end up with some uric acid issues from that. Tofu's been fine with me. Tofu's been fine with you? I had Thai food for... I was all prepared to make dinner tonight. And I had Thai food for dinner because I got home and my wife said, go pick up Thai food. And I said, I was going to make dinner. And she said, no, you have the podcast tonight. Go get Thai food. And I said, okay. Okay. Um, speaking of food... Um, Oh, do you like my you like my segue? Oh, good. <laughs> nice. Speaking of the topic of the podcast, it's very um, nice. Um, my game night is every other Monday. That's when I get on Zoom and play Pathfinder. And in this house, we associate game night with food. So every game night is pizza night, and so every other week we order pizza. And it's mostly because I have to come straight home to catch the game. And nobody has time to cook anything. And I'm gaming with Canadians, so it's a three-hour time difference. So I literally have to leave work early to get to their 6.30 game. Um, they're East Canadians. Yeah. And so my question for you, John, what foods do you tend to associate with game night? Okay, so we've all gotten older. And we all have dietary restrictions. So do you want classic game night snack foods or what we eat now? Now let's talk now. Let's make it relevant. Uh, a lot of pistachios and almonds, um, some rice cakes, and then um, depending on where we're at, it could be um, like seltzer flavored seltzer water. Occasionally, you know, like light beers, um, and then uh, generally just whatever is just easy food because we've all gotten older. We all have to watch what we eat, or um, also. You never know when like a random like kid's going to come in. So it's got to be food that you could easily be like, I want some. Oh, have a plate of almonds. Here you go. Um, and so that's what we eat now. We're just trying to eat healthier. And um, I've discovered a whole brand. Like, I didn't like pistachios before, but I really love the salt and pepper brand uh, or salt and pepper flavored pistachios, which are amazing. Mm, yeah, um, those are so good. You know, what's so sad. I just listen to myself say all that stuff out loud and I feel bored by what we eat. <laughs> uh, but I'm going to tell you all what classic game night snacks were. Cause you know, I still remember the glory days. Um, pizza, obviously. Oh man, um, a large order of breadsticks from the student union with like a big cup of, na of the nacho cheese, nice. which was barely nice. cheese and barely a Newtonian liquid to be honest. <laughs> yeah, um, I know right. exactly what you're talking about. Yeah, it's just it came out of whatever the squeezy bag was in the student union. Um, and then it would be Doritos and then Mountain Dew. Uh, and then also um, uh, Surge Cola, if you guys remember that. Uh, I, I wish my sister was on tonight because um, when she hosts game night, they they cook a whole big fancy me meal. And she actually made lobster tails for her D&D &D players once. Man. Yeah, it's nuts. <laughs> I didn't get I didn't get any of that shit in the game. I was yeah, they did no, pork chops. I, no, we once. were online. We were like, online. Really game, nice wasn't... pork chops. Um, when we do game night, um, like in person, that's not like rushing home to do Zoom and have to get food quick. We do real food. Um, we usually make a crock pot filled with lentil soup and 
everyone brings something. So, I mean, last time there was um, someone made a bean dip. There was a um, uh, someone made that they, they like brought the stuff with them to make this chip chickpea stuff. And they made it on our stove for game night. It was like pretty a good. Super Bowl party almost. Yeah. I, 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 I fit, well, Eric always told me, said, if you want people to regularly go to your game night, feed them. Yeah, 100%. What's your favorite food, John? Favorite food? That yeah. is a hard question to answer. I didn't put it in the sample questions because it's such a <laughs> stupid question, but I had to ask. It's hard. Let's see. Favorite, just favorite food of all time. I, no, no. Let me, let me narrow it down. Um, what is your favorite comfort food when you've had a bad day? Oh, this man. doesn't have to be something healthy. This just be something you indulge in when you don't feel good and you want to feel better. And taking a bite of it instantly makes you feel better. And then taking two bites makes you feel awful. <laughs> All right. For like a meal, it's McDonald's because uh, I love McDonald's. And, uh, you know, as bad as it is for you. Uh, but the uh, especially love just like the the double hamburger meal um, was my favorite for years. Uh, favorite snack like dessert is chocolate covered pretzels. Oh, that sounds so good. I haven't had that in a long time. That's a hard one to find gluten free. And if you yeah. over covered, yeah, but not chocolate covered. If you ever eat at what is it, Movies, the Kevin Smith uh, branded restaurant, which pops up from here and there, they actually serve chocolate covered pretzels, and they do this thing. Where they make them um, seem like they're wetter than normal. Oh, just God. like the movie uh, Mallrats. Mallrats. Oh, yeah. Oh, so they nasty. tasted amazing, and I did not get E. coli from them. But they, <laughs> that's good. Just they're handed to you, and it goes. They look wet. Why are they wet? Did you wash your hands? <laughs> God, it's been so long since I've seen Mallrats. Uh, the extended version, not that great, as I learned, because I didn't know there was an extended version until I rewatched it, and then I'm like, "Oh, this is awful. This ruins it." I I actually saw Mallrats before I saw Clerks. I, Mallrats was my Kevin Smith movie. I have seen Kevin Smith live, and by nice. seeing him live, I mean I was like number four hundred in a five hundred person uh, auditorium. But he was really funny. Nice. God, Mallrats came out in ninety five. Yeah, I was nine. I was a sophomore in high school. <laughs> I was 11. Dude, you're Anthony? only two years older than me. Rock on. <laughs> How old were you in 95, Anthony? Or or is the audio environment... He has a crying baboo next to him. Oh, that's too bad. He was uh, six, according to the chat. He was uh, six. <laughs> I knew he was the baby. All right, your turn, John, but this can go to anyone. Yes, ask us your questions, Bridge Keeper. We are not I hit afraid. you with like three, but I was interested. Uh, okay, I'm going to ask, uh, I am going to ask David. Yes. What food customs do you disregard? Ooh. I'm, I'm not completely sure what that means, but I'm I mean, yeah, you got to like what I mean, not all food customs are done by all people. Uh, I, I mean, mean, the biggest example for me is I'll, if I drop something on the floor, it really doesn't matter. I'm going to pick it up and finish it. Oh, really? That's a food custom I disregard. OK, uh, I you... learned I learned something about you, Brian. I'm not sure I wanted to. <laughs> Well, I mean, if it's something especially wet, like I'm not going to scoop soup up into a bowl, but if I drop a if I drop a pretzel on the ground, I'm probably going to pick it up and eat it. I might do the ritual blow on it. 
Do you? Well, I, I'm thinking it's more you like you know soup on the ground. <laughs> Fuck you. Right? Do you eat salad with like you know chopsticks or stuff like? That's what I thought it was. Oh, like disregard food <laughs> custom? No, I I don't think of deep meaning when I write down these questions. I mean, food customs like. Are there weird? Are there foods I mean, that you're not supposed to eat with your hands that you eat with your hands? I eat Cheetos with chopsticks, and etiquette. sometimes I'll sometimes I'll eat pizza with a knife and fork. Yeah, it's a I'm an adult. Question. Damn it! <laughs> it's I mean, you're you're in the Midwest, right? So do you do you eat pasta with a knife and fork on chili? Uh, yes, but I'm in California. <laughs> well, I would say I I eat chili uh, without cheese on it because. Ohio has brought a lot of sin into this world, and you don't need cheese on top of good chili. Blasphemy. I've said it, Ohio. Blasphemy. I'll wait, I'll wait your emails. Blasphemy. Uh, is, is your state the state that has the white pizza? What? I, well, I, when, I was, when I was visiting Erica in Ohio, I did a few state tour. I went through a few of the, lo- the closer states, and I saw a lot of signs for white pizza. I know they put Russian dressing on pizza... In that area too. What? Yeah, that's an Ohio thing. Oh, that sounds disgusting. Ohio, what is going on with you? That's what we want to know. Well, Ohio is not a real place. Actually, so. that that dressing is very, very good on pizza. I've I've done it. I I doubted it at first. It's actually very delicious. <laughs> yeah, Ohio is not a real place. We just speak about it like it is, even though it's not. Ohio is named after what happens when you think you recognize someone, so you want to greet them, but the last second realizes. Oh hi! Oh yeah! Oh hi! Oh. <laughs> no, in my uh, in my my WoW Guild Discord, whatever we're rating, it's always a joke of contention that Ohio is not a real place. It's basically because our guild leaders from Ohio. But <laughs> oh, Anthony's updating the chat. He eats food off the floor. Yeah, but he's around children all the time, so food yep. ends up on the floor all the time. Yep, yep. To so pick that shit up off the floor, put it in your mouth. God made oh. dirt; it don't hurt. Also, your floor is probably cleaner than mine. <laughs> I have, I have right. <laughs> When you get so tired with kids that after a certain point, if they don't eat the little dinosaur chicken nuggets, it doesn't matter that they've sneezed all over them and you're hungry. It's like, I bought them. Money's tight this month. I'm eating sneeze and ketchup covered chicken nuggets. There have been been times I've like like swiped up like a brown goo in my pants and been like, is that poop or chocolate? Hmm. Hmm. Oh, Uh that's chocolate. Good. Got lucky. (laughs) Oh, Oh, my gosh. Oh. The joy of being a parent. Oh. Look, I love children. I can never eat a whole one. <laughs> <laughs> I I've never been that brave. Usually, if it's like, is that chocolate or poo? I'm very unlucky. <laughs> Seriously, just, that's a uh, that's not yeah. a question I generally want the answer to. I, I, mean, I love I, how normal. I sniff it first. I love how oh, yeah, normal. That makes it better. I love how normal David and John are because I mentioned food customs and I'm like, yeah, if I drop something on the floor, I'm going to eat it. And both of them are like, oh, dear God, that's incredible. And then Anthony's like, is this poop or chocolate? (laughs) (laughs) Oh, man. Oh, oh, man. When you can taste the story that another podcaster says. (laughs) Oh, God. Oh, God. I sometimes forget that like normal people don't talk about like poop and pee when they're like eating. And so sometimes people have to be like, Anthony, could you please stop? And I was like, oh yeah, that's right. I'm not around toddlers right now. When, um, you know, it's a common topic around celiacs. So it's very normal for two people with gluten problems to bring up like, 
I never pooped right until I gave up gluten. And it's like, it, it's a very normal thing to hear. It, Ever since I lost 70 pounds, my that, IBS symptoms went away. Congrats. So that's nice. <laughs> or at least they've stopped being as chronic as they were. <laughs> so there's got to be some kind of food custom do you disregard. Do you guys do anything that's outside of the norm when it comes to food? I okay. eat Cheetos with chopsticks. There you go. I, I'm curious about this one, okay? I remember one time I went out to eat with my wife and, like, her best friend, and I was eating rice with a spoon. And he was, like, and he was giving me a weird look. I'm like, what's up? He's like, you're not supposed to eat rice with a spoon. I'm like, what do you eat rice with? He's like, you're supposed to eat it with a fork. And I'm oh, like, my God, what? no. That's what the spoon is for. It's a yeah, shovel. Get, I don't know. They were like, they were like, it's, I don't know. They said something like, it's... It's like bad manners or something to eat rice with a spoon. I was Are like, you going to what? scoop up gravel with a what rake? culture with is a that? Stool? Pretentious okay. douche culture? Okay, yeah. got Okay, got it, got it, got it. God, those, those, those Philistines. Okay, speaking of disregarding food customs, I have a story about Anthony. I have been dying to tell this story on the podcast. I've never That's told why he him. wanted to do no. this topic. Okay. No, I, I didn't think of it. I've been, uh-huh, uh-huh. I, I just haven't had an appropriate time to bring it up. But I went to Thai food with Anthony once. Um, we had, it was um, a bunch of us went out to where he is, and we had Thai food with him and Leslie, and it was very cool. This was a long time ago. Anthony, we asked for the pepper plate for our food. Anthony picks up the little thing of red chili paste, the sambal, which you get at Thai restaurants. And Anthony takes the thing of red chili paste, and instead of taking some and passing it on, dumps the whole thing on his food. I'm so sorry, Brian. (laughs) I'm so sorry. And I went, I kind of wanted some of that. And he's like, oh, yeah, there's other people here, huh? And I'm like, Jesus Christ, that's a lot. Now, to give you an idea, it was like a cup of this red chili paste. It's like the equivalent of pouring a can of vinegar on your food. <laughs> I have problems. So, yeah, I got to tell that story. I had never been more shocked. So there's my story of someone breaking <laughs> a food custom with Anthony dumping the whole. Now, this wasn't me being shocked that. Anthony likes his food spicy. That's understandable. This was me being shocked that Anthony dumped the whole thing on his food before anybody else could get any. <laughs> My sauce. So you, you know those you know those large jars of like Valentina or Tapatio? I go through like one of those a month. That you know that's not good for you. What what's wrong with it? Vinegar I'm sure there's something really wrong harsh with it. on your stomach. The vinegar, vinegar, yes, I would, I would agree with the vinegar. I, I always hear people talk about like, oh, hot peppers are bad for your stomach. Hot like they'll peppers give you, aren't like bad they'll give you, you ulcers, but that's not true. In hot that kind of quantity, bad though. for you, but in quantity, that much capsaicin isn't good. Yeah, for too you. much of anything is not yeah. going to be good for you in quantities like that. Jesus Christ, man! Yeah, it's a but, lot. It's a lot. <laughs> I mean, as as we talked about and you wonder why you scream started, in the bathroom as we talked about before the podcast started um you have too di- too much dihydrogen monoxide you're gonna die <laughs> which believe it or not yeah actually you can die from too much dihydrogen monoxide you can die from too much of anything yeah no like water will actually like really like for people who don't know dihydrogen monoxide's water um yes. if you drink too much water in a single sitting you can actually damage your liver yeah if your air is too pure, you'll die. 
you drink too much water, you could damage your stomach just from over like it gets no, if you, yeah. If you if you breathe nothing but pure oxygen, you'll die eventually. <laughs> um this isn't food related, but have any of you ever been to an oxygen bar? Nope. I've seen them, but I've never like used one. They I have were... better I have better things like minis to spend my money on. I they were really getting starting to get popular in the nineties and I went to I went to Magic Mountain and there was an oxygen bar at Magic Mountain and I tried it. You get lightheaded and they flavor it. So it's kind of cool. Yeah, I'll just go to I'll just go to a hookah bar. It's probably cheaper. Yeah. Um better for only, you too. Yeah. I'm the, sure. only, the only interesting like high high slash food related thing I can say is that I recently tried um some of those magic mushrooms in chocolate with some friends. How they was put that in, experience? They, they put them in chocolate. So wow. did you have fun? Oh my gosh. It was real fun. So like magic you, magic mushrooms? Oh yeah, those ones. So what'd you do? Oh, you we just sat around. <laughs> no, no. What was your trip like? Do you remember it at all? Oh yeah, I do. What happened? Um, I'll tell you off there. All right. Okay. But, but we like. I didn't see. We got. Didn't... A, but we got our bonus episode. All right. Am we, I gonna we... have to delete this episode, Anthony? I just want to know now. No, no. It's fine. <laughs> okay. <laughs> Fair. Uh... Fair. That did happen to us two episodes ago. <laughs> No, because worst case scenario, I would just tell people like I was lying. Like, oh, I'm just trying to show off. It's a lot harder to edit video than it is audio, and it takes me a lot of time. So don't say anything you don't want to be in the episode, because I'm not cutting it. Um, <laughs> where, okay, official David, who keeps track of who's next. Who's next? Oh, was I supposed to be keeping track of who's next? Um, Shit. John, who did you ask that question to? You. Yeah. That was to me. That's right. See, Brian is keeping track. <laughs> oh man. <sighs> All right. That is. There's a great question. Um, this is kind of for the for the group. Uh, we'll start with Brian though. Do you eat to live or do you live to eat? Oh, I live to eat. I every everything is about food. I have to be on Weight Watchers to rein me in. Good answer. I, I have to admit I'm the same. I, I do enjoy for me for me enjoying a meal is one of the most fun things I can think to do. <laughs> uh, let's let's do Anthony before John. Um like oh to answer the question. Eat um, to live or live to eat. I live to eat. I love food so much. It's food is just so awesome. And John? Oh man, I wish it wasn't live to eat, but it's live to eat. Um <laughs> it's just we'd yeah. all be so much thinner if it wasn't I think it's really just also like it's not just it's fun it's just like eating is like the one thing that you like i know you can't control like how hungry you get and if you like snack and everything but when it comes time to eat you get to literally select what's going to give you pleasure in that moment and sometimes it's like man i really want sushi today i'm gonna have sushi and then you start thinking oh man good right now (laughs) yeah it's like oh i just want oh i want that spicy tuna roll i want that unagi and yeah it's just I don't know why. I mean, I mean, I think I know why, but it's just kind of a no. Nah, I it's eat to live. I should have eaten dinner before we started recording. Oh my god, me too. <laughs> no, I did not do very well today because um. So with the weight loss, my stomach's been shrinking, so I um I'm getting a lot fuller a lot quicker. So I'm trying to gauge how much I should eat, and I did not. I I undersold by a lot today the um so my bike is out because some cats have been using my bike tires as scratching posts 
So the amount of the amount of calories I've lost today walking has far exceeded the amount of calories I consumed. So I am well, I'm very the, uh, very hungry. That is the proper equation for weight loss. <laughs> right, fair. <laughs> um, here's a here's an. What all did everybody have today? Start with David and go to John uh, and Anthony. I had a bag of Fritos and three Coke Zeros at work. And I have had a monster since I got home. I have not eaten dinner yet. <laughs> John? <laughs> oh, man. Uh, breakfast was um, a slice of toast, and then it was um, oatmeal with a little dab of peanut butter in it. Ooh. And mm. that uh, really helped me like stay full longer. And then dinner was, because um, I was kind of cheating today because I've been really busy and I worked out a lot was a spicy crispy chicken sandwich from McDonald's nice. with a Diet Coke. And then um, I've also just been, I snacked on these little vanilla almond clusters from Kind, um, just at middle of work to almost before dinner, just a little bit. And I would say, by the way, not to, not to interrupt you, it's really hard when you're trying to lose weight to do portion control, especially yeah, when for difficult. years you've been not doing portion control. So it's really hard. Yeah, yeah the, the first few- time it was open bag, finish bag. <laughs> Right. You know, for for sure. The first few weeks I was like, oh, my God, I think I'm starving to death. <laughs> why, why do we need a bag? Why do we need a chip clip? You don't ever close the bag. You just throw it out when it's done. <laughs> Anthony, why don't you answer this one? What have you had today? OK, so in the morning I had a banana. <laughs> that was that's the kid. <laughs> oh, my God. I'm so sorry. Um <laughs> oh my god kid shut up um it's <laughs> oh, funny so for breakfast i had a banana mm-hmm. i had um i went to this to the grocery store and i grabbed like a container of those like pretzels with hummus and then for lunch i had um a vegan top ramen cup um cherry tomatoes with hummus again i eat a lot of hummus and um a, a little cup of cottage cheese i had that some cottage seems like the healthiest we've heard so far yeah yeah no like it's i've been good oh i did have like i don't know four cups of coffee today that's just hot bean water what about you brian what have you had to eat today um for breakfast i had a piece of pancake cake which is baked pancake mix mixed with oats and blueberries and banana and mashed bananas i make that every week i also make baked oatmeal but today i had pancake cake for breakfast and i put yogurt on it okay uh, non-fat yogurt. Was I the only one growing up to put peanut butter on pancakes? No, because we didn't really like we didn't really use syrup, so it was always peanut butter. I didn't put any syrup on it either. It just no, I, I'm I saying you just growing it. up. I've I've never been big on syrup. It's not the it's not the topping I always go for on pancakes. It's um, always peanut butter. No, I think we were syrup people. But if mm. there was fruit syrup at the restaurant, I would grab that. I always thought that was better than the maple. You're an IHOP fan, I take it. Um, no, no, they don't have very good pancakes. Um, for I, I always liked. Um, wow, that's, a, dig, right that's a dig in the international house of pancakes. I they don't have very good pancakes, and they have the worst omelets in the world. It's it's what they're known for. It's in the name. They're not very good. Damn um, shade. There goes international that. There house goes, of worst pancakes. There goes pancake that. Houses. There goes that. Per- a perspective sponsor. I've always liked Pancake House better. <laughs> I think I agree with Super Vegan Brian. Like, internet, like I hot pancakes are fine, but like they're not great. They're not like I've had way better. I've made McDonald's better. pancakes are better than IHOP. 
But I always liked McDonald's pancakes a lot. They were like my favorite, but I can't have them now. So you want to hear how I make really good pancakes? Hi. Yeah, um, so I take I take like I, I take the pancake mix, blah blah blah, and then I take the the amount of milk that you're supposed to add. I cut that amount of milk in half. I replace the other half of the milk with flavored coffee creamer, and then it makes your pancakes taste like whatever that coffee creamer is. Wow, you really like chemicals. Okay. That's really cool. <laughs> <laughs> Everybody else got to share their whole day. I didn't get past breakfast. Keep going. <laughs> Sorry, Brian. Not trying to stop you. Um, lunch, I had um, eight carrots, um, two hard-boiled eggs, a uh, cup of non-fat cottage cheese mixed with peri-peri sauce, two apples, two bananas. Um, you eat a lot of fruit. It. You eat a lot of it. fruit. Yeah. Um, I go through a five-pound bag of carrots every few days. Um, and lots of bananas and apples, apparently. Yeah, yeah, lots of bananas and apples. And then for dinner, I had pad CU from a Thai place. Mm, and so then um, I don't want Thai. After the podcast, I'm gonna have a bowl of fruit with sugar-free whipped cream on it, and mixed in with some non-fat yogurt. Nice, very nice. And maybe a piece of Gouda cheese because I like that too. And then maybe a bowl of popcorn. I ate a lot. <laughs> um john i have another recommendation for you with your with your um your dairy thing so since since i've been trying to do the vegan thing um there's a there's a thing of like vegan yogurts that i love i love these a lot they're called so delicious and they have these ones that are coconut milk they're they're yogurt made from coconut milk they taste so good they're i i prefer these yogurts to regular yogurt they're so good is I mean, it called so delicious is the brand yeah so delicious okay yeah you know why they're good because they have crap tons of sugar in them they are very sugary <laughs> well that doesn't help i i've had Thank their you. plain yogurt and their plain yogurt is not that great even when you put fruit in it they put a lot of sugar in their in their fruit yogurt but it's it, delicious it, it is so good it's so good <laughs> hey anthony what's your dairy-free milk of choice Oh, that's a hard one because I like I like almond milk. I like soy milk. I like all of them. Um, but probably almond milk because I don't have a particular problem with protein, so I don't need to like focus so much on the soy milk. And almond milk has more calcium in it than cow's milk. So if you're worried about the calcium, which a lot of vegans are, um, almond milk is a good way to go. We go to a surplus grocery store out here called Grocery Outlet, and we just get whatever's cheapest. So right now it's flax milk. And the, the week before that, it was almond milk. Ooh, but oat milk is also amazing. Oat milk is so fucking good. John, go ahead. I see you got your finger on the button. No, uh, I was wondering. I was doing a quick Google for flax milk. And I was like, what's flax milk? Oh, yeah. It's made from Am flax. Am I the seeds. only it's one here good. that's never had anything that wasn't cow's milk? It's made. <laughs> yes, that's weird. probably. That's weird. All right. I that's... mean, you got. <laughs> we got literal Hindu Anthony mm. and um, um, former vegan Brian. And mm. lactose, man. I take it back. I had goat's milk once. But yeah, I've only ever had milk from an animal. <laughs> God, that sounds weird when you say it like that. <laughs> I No, actually, you know what sounds weird? This is a true story. This is going to sound weird. I used to milk a goat for extra money in high school. <laughs> That's so cool. I live out in the country. That's really... I, I didn't have to do that, but I had friends who did that. Yeah. I, I only had one udder and you didn't get very much milk, right? I lived in a small city, but it was a, it was a farming area. I mean, you there were farms all around the small city. Hemet. Yeah. Yeah, Hemet. Yeah. But yeah, um, I I would ride my bike at the crack of dawn to this house, and I'd let myself in, and 
um, make sure Sounds the goat better, didn't better. try to kill me, and then I'd milk the goat. <laughs> oh my god! It's, it sounds like an innuendo. <laughs> I, I drive over to this person's house and I milk the goat. <laughs> she would pay me to milk her goat. They also called their house the wet spot. <laughs> <laughs> That's how we come full circle. <laughs> <laughs> Phrasing boom. Oh my god, it's so amazing. <laughs> oh. I'm dying over here, guys. My ribs. My ribs. <sighs> I love this show sometimes. <laughs> I hear that, Brian. Oh no, it's supposed to be French. Hold on. It's not. There we go. Oh, that's so hot. <laughs> the English and the French accent? I, you know. I was playing with this earlier, and I thought that would be a really fun way to introduce the show. No, that was but, great. You, uh, what you need to do is get uh, actually properly record that audio and add it in, because it was probably very, very low and hard to hear. That's fine. That's fine. Um, I will, I'll listen to that. Um, but one of the things, while I was on the way home, I kept on playing it in different languages and was like, that'll be a really funny thing to do. But my original idea was to do Japanese. Hey. <laughs> Sounds a little offensive. No, I mean, it's spot, not though. me. It's just Google. Um, I I randomly oh, jumped terrible. in and asked a question. Um, it's fine. Anthony, you haven't asked anything in a while. Ask someone something. Um. Okay. Here, I got a good one. So you guys know that um, this week for all of you that there's all those like nerdy cookbooks. So there's like the Star Wars cookbook, the World of Warcraft cookbook, the blah 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 blah. Have you any are? of you ever? like bought one of those and made any of the foods from them and if so like were they good like were, were were they worth it i've we just bought one for a friend for their wedding we gave them a harry potter cookbook but no i've never made anything from any of those before i do i do i can say though that i have made things that i have seen on the youtube channel binging with babish Oh, okay. He makes things from shows and movies and stuff. Yeah, he does. Right. So I would count that. Was it good? Like, was it like, is it worth it? Or is it like, eh, it's whatever. I have a copy of his cookbook around here somewhere. Yeah, I, I recently made a rapist con queso from um, Encanto. They were really good, but they were, um, I made them with what we had rather than what he said you're supposed to use. They were okay. Um, I think they would have come out better if I had the right ingredients, but they were good. Um... I mean, Heather really liked them, so... Um, and then I made um, pasta aglioli from Chef, which is, like... Nice. People who have... I've made that for people who want to come back and have it again, because it... I mean, it's pasta that's basically drenched in olive oil. It's And really, garlic, yeah. Yeah. That's, that's, that's what you do. You fill the pan with olive oil. You drop garlic in piping hot olive oil. When it's about to turn brown... You turn the heat off, dump in the pasta, put in red pepper flakes and um, parsley, and then you you put a little lemon juice on it and serve it, and you're done. Well, you have to serve it to Scarlett Johansson giving you doomy eyes. Yeah. <laughs> As we all do. I mean, come on. That's the point, right? I but have one of those forks that he used in the movie, and I tried serving it like that, and it's very difficult to do. <laughs> <laughs> he actually because he always wanted to do that movie because he's been a, he was obsessed with cooking oh, yeah. he actually wasn't a chef before he did that movie he actually he learned how paid, to do it yeah yeah he paid a chef to let him be a sous chef in his kitchen 
um, which I think is incredible. And also, that chef had to be like, "You're paying me to do the work for me." Sweet. Other incredible chefs thing. have watched. I, I've watched reactions of other chefs watching that movie. And when he does the scene at the beginning where he does the no look chop, they're like, "That's got to be CG. That can't really be him." Holy crap. I know people who've been cooking for 30 years and apprenticed in France who can't do that. <laughs> I can't. Guarantee you I can't. Yeah. I'm too afraid of hurting myself. I yeah, I cut scary. onions pretty slow. Um there's a there's a good question for you. Um you are a movie fan, John. I'll ask you first. When you think of a movie that has memorable food scenes in it, what do you think of? Not including chefs. <laughs> oh man um okay so most recently like because uh, it's it always sticks out to me um i think of the movie kingdom of heaven and just the way that like they cook food whether they're cooking rabbit that they've caught in the middle of a field or when he goes to italy and he introduces him to having crab for the first time that was a really good movie yeah and the look of disgust <laughs> on the guy's face and he's like what is this and he's like it's good and because uh, I'm a nerd, uh, I have a history degree, so I'm sort of oh, like, yeah. oh yeah, people used to think of crab as poor people's food. Lobster, uh, lobster, yeah, lobster, yeah, yeah uh, a big ocean bug. Yep. I wish I had. There's probably more examples, but I can't really draw upon it at the moment. Other than um, I saw Godfather again recently, um, and the big cooking scene right before he shoots. Spoiler for a 40 year old movie. Um, before he shoots the police commissioner and the wait, he uh, does rival. what? How? Dare you? No, I'm kidding. <laughs> I'm kidding. That was a joke. <laughs> there's, there's a great movie called Big Night with Stanley Tucci and Tony Shalhoub. And it's about two brothers who own an Italian restaurant in like the 50s. And it's really good. Um, I think my favorite part of it is um, they're trying to be a traditional Italian restaurant when Italian restaurants just started getting popular in the U.S. and everybody just wants spaghetti and meatballs. <laughs> I actually seen that. That's a good one. Oh, yeah, it really is. Well, we are out of time for topic. If we're going to have any time for bonus episode, okay. uh, I say that John should talk about the stuff that's coming out. I mean, oh, yeah. I... I I mean, I don't think he, I don't know if he'd actually want to talk about a new Kickstarter that's coming out on March 15th, but who he might want to talk, talk about, about something a like new that. Kickstarter that's coming out on March 15th? It's so weird. I mean, even I don't want to do it, but I guess if we've got to, it's on the schedule. I mean, if it's got to follow the schedule here, uh, <laughs> we don't want the red, we don't want the red phone to ring. The red you know, phone. are you, are you doing it on the Ides of March on purpose? No, uh, apparently, you know, we're, we're already worried told enough. Me to beware them, so. <laughs> we're already worried enough about, like, is it going to do well? Like, we're hoping it does well. And then someone pointed out, yeah, you know, that wasn't a really lucky day for one guy. And I'm like, <laughs> we do well. We remembered it now. Yeah, he just got patted on the back very aggressively a few times. So yeah. you mentioned that the game is inspired by the Venture Brothers, and you wanted to create a world where people could play and those kind of things. Is it like a combination of pulp and comics and superhero stuff? What what makes it inspired by um, that show? You know, it literally is a world of all of that. It's, um, for people who may not know what the show is, um, it's set in a world where, um, if you remember all the Hanna-Barbera cartoons and all the pulp novels and uh like was it um doc samson and um 
uh, Reed Richards from from Fantastic Four, heroes like that, Doctor Quest, and, Benton Quest, and all those guys. And, oh yeah, and this is all about like, the, what if their kids were all really screwed up by what they had to experience as uh, when they were children, and then they grew up into being kind of like just failures, like not intentional failures, but um, a friend of mine described it as successful failures, where so like the Umbrella Academy. <laughs> yeah, a, a lot like that actually, and. We made a game where you could play all of that, where you could play the hero, the villain, the 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 secret agent, the sidekick. These are all just like the archetypes that we use to help you make your character. But your uh, your the adventuring group that you actually put together, like ours, had supervillain hitman based <laughs> around a stopwatch. Um, nice. He was my character. His name was Time Out. I made it. him off the of supervillain from Super Pro. I love it. That's great. um we had like a really rich um millionaire kind of self-helpy person um who was adventuring because she was bored and it sounded fun and then another player played her assistant who had to keep her on track and also not dead essentially (laughs) nice um and then i had my nemesis on the team who also had um he could um see things shortly before they happened but he could only see them like 10 seconds before it happened. Oh, like the most useless future telling. <laughs> yeah. Nice. Whereas my time travel powers only worked for the last 10 seconds. So we had to work together to get our powers to do something really incredibly powerful. And we rarely <laughs> did. We did not like each other. Uh, but that's kind of the world that you step into where it's a world of... Um, what if you are the 17th person to have the Nightman game uh, name? And you are the nightman who protects the city and everybody only remembers your more popular, you know, great grandfather or. <laughs> oh, nightman. Where's he at? I'm right here. No, you're not. <laughs> uh, what if you, you are um, a member of a spy organization that's still fighting the cold war because those Soviets, they'll reappear at any moment. And even though it's like, but the cold war ended and it's like, no, you think it ended, but it never did. And just that old timey spy with the faded suit and just the, the the Cold War era tech. And it's characters like that. And it's meant to be a fun, relaxed game. I love it. That's that great. Entertaining. Whenever I, whenever I um, subject of the Venture Brothers come up, the first joke that pops into my head is, Ignore me! <laughs> ignore me! Yep, yep, I love that joke. Ignore me! <laughs> I uh, I just so always good. break out laughing just because of my friends and I'll be like oh fine just ignore me and then someone else goes ignore me <laughs> ignore me so what's the goal of the Kickstarter uh so the goal of the Kickstarter is to help us um not just fund our book but we have 99% of the work done on this um, nice unlike other Kickstarters where like you know um you're not we still just... frantically building it all that's going yeah and um, we are just using the Kickstarter to fund the book. Um, we're not really offering any stretch goals. Um, we may we want to do a one and done kind of game, and uh, it's not that we'll never return to to revisit this game in the future. If it does really well, we'll consider more options, you know, down the line. But for now, like we have everything pretty much done, so all we need to do is to raise the money to print the book and get it into people's hands. Uh, the editing is done. The writing is done. It's got uh, Mike Myler's uh, game design. It's got my um, hopefully really funny and, and thought-provoking uh, writing in it. 
Um, as I was telling um, Brian before the recording started, uh, Mike has really good patience. And um, I had some really good and really funny jokes that I worked into the book and some really cool moments. And then you can just tell there are just some nights when it's like, hey, what do you think of this joke? And just Mike would be silent and then go, I can see how you would think that's funny. Oh, like, that's Ooh. fucked up. <laughs> now, that's really indicative of, so we cut that one. Okay, delete. <laughs> it is deleted forever. <laughs> but no, he was great. Uh, if anything, his patience when it's just um, some of the heroes that I would pitch to him. And he's like, I, I don't get it. But uh, if you think it's funny, I mean, no, maybe it's just something I don't get. And then there are times when he would just be laughing and go, that has to be in the book. It's getting a piece of artwork. Uh, and that's, that's the great thing about working with Mike, where Mike has like a really good eye for just like the little details of a game. Um, and we originally thought about doing a Powered by the Apocalypse game because, you know, the, those are, it's a simple system. It's easy to build off of. And then we, like, you know, we made our own universe. And it's like, why couldn't we just make our own engine? And uh, so we just went our own way in making a, an engine that allows you to have fun, relax. You can sling some dice with your friends. If this game becomes, like, your one and only gaming campaign, that's cool. That's awesome. But if this is the hey, Brian's out with COVID and he's still recovering. And so we've got to have a game to fill in like two sessions or so. Hey, let's pull out stage terrorism. Let's go on like a weird adventure. Um, one of the default adventures we have um, is literally you're at a convention for um, super powered people. It's a literal convention like Gen <laughs> so You've got an aisle dedicated to death rays, an oh, aisle dedicated funny. to sentient cat girls. Oh my God, and- I think that was an Adventure Brothers episode. Yeah, and so that's just what we did with it. It sounds awesome. And what's the name of it again? Stage Terrorism. Stage Terrorism on Kickstarter, March 15th. Mm-hmm. If people want to reach out to you, what's the best way to do that? The socials, the email, what do you got? Uh, you can find me on Twitter at uh, JK Myth um, because I have used that as my screen name since the 2000s because I'm really old and I don't like change. Uh <laughs> <laughs> Really, it's weird whenever I sign up for a forum and someone else has taken that name. And I'm like, who has done this? Who has gotten here before me? But um, <laughs> no, uh, Twitter is usually the best place. And um, you can find all the live streams I'm on and everything else I work on. And also lots of memes because I'm easy to entertain. Mm, I like that. Mm-hmm. Um, so we had some fun in this episode talking about Nom Nom Food Food. <laughs> and now... It is time to say goodbye. So, I was Super Vegan Brian. I was joined by Hindu Anthony. Fuck you, Brian. Bye, everyone. I love you. David Theobald, the Nom Nom Food Food. (laughs) Bye, everyone. And thank you so much for coming. J.K. Jake, I had a blast. I, but when not rowling. When you said JK Math, I was like, what does that stand for? And I just realized it now. So, FYI, <laughs> I'm not very smart. <laughs> well, you are on medication, so. So, this has been Super Big Brian. Stay dirty, stay informed, and stay awesome. Stay awesome. Uh, Anthony, say goodbye. Brian, cut him off. Show. Will you be the podcast? Will you be the podcast?